Hello, everyone, and welcome to the L2 Sports Podcast. I'm your host today, Lucas Cartelli. And as always, I'm here with Mr. Luca Moya. Luca, how are you doing today, buddy? Uh, sorry, my phone's ringing right now, but I am doing great, man. I'm so excited uh, for this uh, episode. I'm so excited for the tournament in general. Okay, good. Stop, stop ringing. Sorry. Uh, I'm, just, okay. I'm just pumped, man. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. Ready to go. I've been waiting for a year for this tournament. It felt like three years because the team that we all support hasn't really played internationally in a long time. We're going to talk about that, but pumped, man. Pumped. And what Luca is alluding to is the Euro 2021 special we're doing today. And because it's a special, we got to bring in a, a guest, obviously, and none other than fellow Italian here, Christian Mezzatesta. Buddy, thank you for, for coming on. How are you doing today? I'm excellent. Thanks for having me again. It's going to be a fun one. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a fun one with these two guys. I'm just going to be asking them the questions. These two soccer experts, experts are going to go off. And uh, let's see what they got. So let's start it off. Let's give our group predictions here. A, B, C, D, E, and F. Yes, I can do the alphabet pretty easily. I don't know what's going to happen after that. So let's start with group A. We got Turkey. We got Italia, Wales, and Switzerland. Christian, I'm going to start with you. Who's your pick to come out of this? So out of this group, um, I'm going to take Italy to be the top team in that group. And number two, uh, Turkey. I like Mm -hmm. Turkey. They're an excellent defensive team. They got two young greats in Soyunku and Demiral who are going to anchor that back line. And they have a pretty solid like middle of their team with Kalahagnu and Yaziki. They got a good core, but uh, I got to give it to the Italians with this one to top off this group. I just think their team is, is looking excellent. And I think that Mancini has done such a good job in organizing the squad so that they've, they've in the past been known as the defensive team. But and with this Euro, I can see their attack being their strength. Immobile, Chiesa, Berardi, and Insigne, I think those guys are going to score lots of goals, and I think they're just going to lead this, this team to, to great things. Luca? Uh, I, I mean, if Italy doesn't top this group, I, I think the hope of finally being respected again will go down the drain. So I'm going to put Italy number one. I just think they should. It could be typical of Italy to get five points like they always do, win one game and tie the next two and make it difficult for themselves. But I'm going to go Italy number one. I'm, I was torn. Wales last, like Christian said, I think they're going to finish at the bottom of this group. I, I like Switzerland. Um, you know, their back line's very good. They got the Kanji and Alvedi at the back as well. And they, they've been a team that, you know, they're, they're a sneaky good team. Like we've seen in the past where, you know, you can't really take them lightly. But again, Turkey, like you said, has a lot of great talent coming up. So it's going to be a battle between those two. I'm just going to put Turkey there for now just to edge them out, but I wouldn't be surprised uh, if Switzerland takes it as well. All right, Luca, right back to you. We got Group B with Denmark, Finland, Belgium, and Russia. Mm. Well, Belgium is, I think, currently the number one team in the world. And so it's going to be hard to bet against them. Um, Do we think they're the number one team in the world? We could talk about that, but they have everywhere you look to have a class player at every position. Maybe the back three isn't as good as people would like, but these are guys like, like Denayer, for example, who plays in league one. Like he, he's a guy that would come in. He's going to help Belgium's back line. They only play three at the back. Or the, so 
that makes room for their midfield to dominate. And they have the best midfielder, in my opinion, in the world, Kevin De Bruyne. And if he's going to play, he looks like he's going to play after getting injured in the Champions League final. And, of course, they have Lukaku up front. And people are forgetting that Eden Hazard is on this team as well. Like, he's a very talented player. He was, for what, Chris? I think it was, what, 100 million a couple seasons ago? Yeah, he, went to, he was to one Madrid. of the best players in the world. One of best, the best players, players in the world. He was the captain of Belgium at the last tournament. So, he's a guy that's going under the radar because of all the injury-riddled season he's had at Madrid. But, nonetheless, talented, talented Belgium team. going to finish first in this group. And then the rest is going to be as fault. I like Denmark. I think Denmark's coming in second. Russia's sneaky. They have pulled off some upsets in the past, like they beat Spain uh, at the World Cup a couple years ago. But I'm going to put Russia three, Finland last. Christian? Um, I, I'm going to go in a similar direction as you. Uh, Belgium, as you said, you named pretty much everyone I was going to talk about. Big Rom is going to bring them to the promised land, I think. Mm-hmm. As long as this team um, performs as they should, as we know in the past, they've crumbled in these types of tournaments. But if they do perform as they should, they should top this group. And I agree with you. Denmark is a good team from top to bottom. They have a, a great goalie and they have a good, they have good, a team all around that can definitely come in second. Um, but yeah, um, then I would say Finland third and Russia last. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So Christian, now we're moving on to group C. We got the Netherlands, Ukraine, Austria, and North Macedonia. Who do you got mm. in this one? Yeah, I'm just going to start off by saying North Macedonia and last. <laughs> That's easy. Like, okay. Um, but um, for this group, I wouldn't be surprised if Austria topped it. They got a good team this year. I think Austria is going to top this group. Arnautovic is going to score them a great amount of goals. I think they're going to they're going to they're going to do a good job in this group. And I think Netherlands comes second. I think without Van Dijk, I feel like their defensive line, although it's still good, I think the the Licht and uh, and the Vrij are good. They're good players. I just think the that um, Van Dijk brings that extra that extra strength in the back line that holds them together. But other than that, like this team had, we, it's known to, to crumble as well. Like they, they haven't made the last two big tournaments, you know, like I know they have new players coming, but they also, they're, they're missing Van de Beek. They're missing the uh, Van Dyke. As I said, I just think that they're not at the strength that they could be at. So I'm going to put them in second and then um, Macedonia and last, as I said, and Ukraine in third. But I, other than Italy, the team I, I enjoy watching the most is the Netherlands. Italy's out. I cheer for the Netherlands. I just love their team. And there's a lot of good players on this Dutch team, starting with Depay, like you said. Um, De Jong in the midfield. Wijnaldum, right? They have a really, really good roster. The back line, even without Van Dijk, those are two of the best center backs in Serie A. So they're still, they're no pushovers. I think their fullbacks is probably their weakest point. But again, this is a team that, like Christian said, and I agree with you, that they do underperform. They have underperformed after making it to the World Cup final, after making it to the semifinals. They've just not been that team that we're used to seeing. I'm still going to put them top of the group uh, just because I, I like them and I think they're the most talented team in this group. So ultimately, I think that will just rise above uh, these other teams, but Austria is interesting because I like them as well. I, I, I'm going to mention them a little bit later in this episode. I really like this Austrian team. I think they can potentially sneak one by one of the big teams if they make it out of this group. So that's why I'm going to put them second. Ukraine third, North Macedonia fourth. Uh, it's for me, tough for, them. for me with Austria, it's just that I think Sabitzer has grown into like a world class yeah. midfield talent. He's phenomenal. And no one really knows about him just because like yeah. Austrian, he plays for. 
Leipzig. Like you don't really hear about him, but I think he is growing. And he he can bring this team places because just I think he can anchor this midfield in a way where he'll set up plays. He'll 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 score goals. I just think that he can definitely bring this team to the next level and maybe sneak a win against the Netherlands, which would, in my opinion, probably top them off the group. You know, but yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good team. They also have David Alba at the back too, veteran guy. Mm-hmm. He's their captain. Yeah. So it's interesting to see. Uh, moving on to Group D now. We got England, Croatia, the Czech Republic, and Scotland, Luca. This one is going to be very interesting because, well, I think England and Croatia are going to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are the two teams I met in the World Cup semifinal. And for England, it was bittersweet for them because they had chances to put that game away. And they didn't. And so I think they're coming back. They got a really young team loaded with talent. But there's just something about Croatia that they just always find a way to win the big games. And I think in this tournament, they're going to do it again, which is why I'm going to put them top of the group. No disrespect to England. I just think Croatia, they're filled with veteran great leadership like Modric, Perisic, Kovacic. Like they have a really good midfield, Brozovic as well they can really do some damage. You saw that. Yes, it was an easier path than, say, the other side of the group when they were in the World Cup final, but they win the games that they need to. And I think they will top this group, followed by England, Czech Republic, and then Scotland. Christian? Um, I agree with you. Um, Croatia is a great team. They got a whole new influx of attackers. Kramaric is world-class. Harisic is still there. Rebic has been great for Milan. Yeah. The only problem with Croatia that I'm looking at is their defense is just aged. Lovren and Vita, they've just been getting older. And I know these guys are going to be their starting center backs. They're going to be the guys in the middle. And I just yeah. think England, I feel like the game against Croatia, their their attack is just so good. Like, I feel like it is. it'll pick, it'll be one of those games. I think like Rashford is going to pick them apart. Kane's going to score. It's going to be, I just, I don't know, like, but I do agree with you. Croatia is a strong team, and their midfield is, is insane. It'll it'll be insane for a while. It's just, I don't know about their back line. It's just, I feel like it's aging. So I'm going to go England, Croatia, and then I agree Czech Republic and Scotland. With uh, two more groups to go, we got Group E, Christian, with Spain, Sweden, Poland, and Slovakia. So this one has taken a, a weird turn. Uh, Spain's been dealing with some issues with COVID, and I don't know, we don't know who's going to play for them. Their team's in isolation, so we'll see. I think, let's say barring that, let's say they got a solid, they're a solid team in. I'm going to go Spain at the top. I'm going to go Poland number two. Lewandowski's going to carry them. Um, then I got Sweden and Slovakia. Okay, yeah. Well, we got the best striker in the world in this group in Poland. So, But again, they're a team that outside of him, I don't know how much he can just carry this team. Uh, Spain, again, not the Spanish team we're used to seeing in the past. They're just used to world-class players. When you have Iniesta and Xavi to carry your team, Hmm. prime Fernando Torres, David Villa, like all those guys, you could see why they won, what, Euro World Cup Euro? Yep. It was insane, that team. So Italy. Exactly. Um, I'm going to put Poland at the top. I I am. I I think – I just – I don't trust Spain for some reason. I don't. They're still a team when you play them, the history behind them, you know the mentality of the Spanish team. You have to bring your A game. 
It's just something about them this year. It's just feeling a little off to me when I watch them in qualifiers and stuff like that. So Spain is going to be second. And then Sweden and Slovakia is very interesting, the bottom of this group. It's a very sneaky good group Mm -hmm. because Sweden, I think they just had a COVID outbreak. Kulisevsky, I think, is going to miss the first game of the tournament. Uh, Ibra, finally going to make a return. He's not playing because of injury. I'm going to still go Sweden because I think at full or when they're fully healthy, they have a lot of young players like Larson. He's, he's pretty good at too. So I'm going to go Sweden and then Slovakia. And now the, the death group, I guess it's been dubbed uh, like you're going to see one, one or two, like obviously two big teams not make it into the next round. You have Portugal, France, Germany, and Hungary. That's going to be a tough group. Luca. Poor Hungary. Uh, Four <laughs> Who do you got say. coming out of here as the top two? I just feel like Hungary is just going to be that spoiler team. They're just going to hope <laughs> tie one of these guys or maybe it's get home games. Yeah, it's so home games. maybe maybe get you know maybe get a penalty late because yeah. we know how crazy soccer is and giving away pens. So maybe they could sneak one in. Watching all of these teams is clear that France's roster is probably the best in the tournament. There's just something to me, and and again, this is another team that has disappointed. I think Germany is still world-class. And for people that, you know, go back to the recent game saying, oh, they're not good, Timo Werner, can he be the guy because he was kind of in bad form at Chelsea? I think Germany is going to top this group. I like their mentality. I like the team. They have depth. That's very important in a tournament like this. I'm going Germany to top the group, then France. I'm not going to be too crazy. And then Portugal is going to be third once again. We saw Portugal last time they were in third. Ended up up lucking their way to the Euro Cup final. (laughs) But I think it's going to happen again. Don't worry if you're a Portugal fan or if you're Portuguese because most likely they're going to be that third-place team that will progress even Mm -hmm. if they don't finish top two. Christian? Like, I don't want to be like the hot take Stephen A. Smith guy. <laughs> Do it, man. Do it. Let's hear it. This is the thing. I think France and Germany beat Portugal. I think they win both games. Yeah. Although, honestly, though, Portugal has one of the best teams I've seen them have since I've been alive. Like, Agreed. Agreed. They have talent up to down, up top to bottom. Yeah. They have young players. Ruben Diaz was one of the best defenders in the world. Joaquincello. <laughs> Bruno Fernandes grew into top the world class this year. Like it's just they have this talent. I just don't know if it's good enough to beat France and Germany on a on a game where they need to win. Like all these games for this group is a must win. There's no like oh we can tie this game. No, not with this group. So I think France and Germany win that game against Portugal. I think okay I agree with Luca. Honestly I'm gonna go France top Germany second. But. Like, I can see Hungary sneaking a tie against Portugal. And then what happens? Both teams have one point. Like, wow. Portugal's going to have one point. Say, Just take that in. I don't want yeah. to, but I want to say Hungary is going to be a third place team. Oh, hot take. Hot take. Have, I like that. They have good players. They have a great goalie. They have, like, they, they play this game, this game where they press. They play a high press, which puts, like, which makes it hard for, like, for the team to actually get into the attack, right? Because you're getting the ball at ha- at the half of the field, and then you're getting pressed. It's you're gonna you're getting guys coming at you. Mm-hmm. It's it's good in some ways, as in like it's aggressive, but it could be detrimental in that you can there could be fast breaks and then you're like letting easy goals. But 
I don't know. I can see this team sneaking a tie or maybe like a sneaky win against Portugal. And then what happens? They go zero points. They're out. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I'm gonna go. I've I've like I've been thinking that like in the back of my head. I feel bad for Portuguese people. Like if you're listening, like I'm sorry. Like I don't want to be that guy. Got but a tough draw, man. You got a tough they, draw. They got tough a tough draw. draw. And that's what happens when you come when you can't when mm-hmm. your qualifiers are so brutal. You have to do yeah. good in the qualifiers. Yeah. And that's what. But like, I don't know. That's what I think. No worries. No worries. We'll see what happens because anything could happen, especially with like you have three of the top teams uh, in the world in this group. And Christian, you touched on it uh, j- in your answer there that uh, you said Hungary has two home games. Yeah. And it, this is the whole, the whole thing with this Euro 2021 is that they're not playing in a, in a certain, lo- uh, just one location. It's not, it's not based in one city or one country. It's all over the place. It's based in 12 countries. So you have Italy playing the first game of the tournament in Rome. So, oh yeah, baby. So, so, so like, obviously you're going to have the hometown crowd there. Uh, I just, do you think this is going to, uh, Luca, we'll start with you. Yeah. How much of a difference is it going to make now that some of these teams are going to be playing in their home stadiums, in their home countries? I'll tell you right now, that first game of the tournament is going to be electric because what do we know about the Italians, man? When that anthem comes on, <laughs> they scream it. And the 5,000 fans is going to sound like 50,000 fans in Rome. It's going to be crazy. I really do wish we had full stadiums, but unfortunately with the circumstances, I'm just happy to have a tournament because last year it got canceled. This is it. This is Italy's time, man. They're playing in Rome. I think it's going to have a huge impact on the game, especially because of the opening game of the tournament. For every other team, yeah, I do think because in soccer – I think soccer is one of those sports where your home field matters the most. Like, it's just crazy. And I asked my buddy about this a couple of years ago. Like, why is that? It's because the way, you know, the grass is cut. And you might think it's it's dumb, but it's it's true. You practice on it. You know how much speed uh, when that ball is gliding along the, the grass or the turf, how much you have to put on it, how much weight you have to take off or put on. So it's crazy to think that the surface you're playing on can be so crazy and not even thinking about the fan aspect, but that's actually true in soccer. It's the actual level of the pitch. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be crazy. I'm just so excited for Friday, three o'clock, get ready to hear some screams because not only in Rome, you're probably going to hear people from Woodbridge. Oh yeah. yeah. Woodbridge is going to be, is going to be rocking. Christian, what do you think? I think, soccer home field has a similar effect as basketball. I think basketball, once the momentum shifts to the home team, it changes the game. You you saw it against in the last game, Phoenix, Denver, you saw in that, at the end of that third quarter, the, the stadium erupted. Yeah. Like, and that changed the whole outcome of the game. It ended up being a blow. So like, I think with soccer, I think with these teams, these sneaky low, like dark horse teams that have these home field, like these homes, these home field games, I think crazy things can happen, you know, like the fans pump these players up to like to another level, especially now with, with COVID, with COVID kind of getting pushed aside a little bit with this tournament, you know, like we're having fans in the stadium. These players are excited. Yeah. They're able to play this tournament. They've been waiting to play and they have their home, their home fans cheering them on, you know, like it's going to make a difference. I think it's going to cause some rifts in this, in this, in these groups. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Christian, just to build on that, like these guys haven't had fans in the stadiums for, for over a year. And like Luca, if once you, you see the Italian fans in Rome, oh. uh, it just, it's just going to bring another uh, like adrenaline boost oh, yeah. uh, to these players. And, and especially like, and we could be, I don't know all of the, all of the, who's playing where, like if you have like a, a like you'll say a hungry and they have two home games, like they could steal two games just based on playing would be in their insane. in their home country, yeah. you know what I mean. So it it yeah. this is why I think this is this is a wide open tournament, and really anything can happen here. So, but the finals and semifinals are being played at Wembley Stadium. So if England, you know, magically uh, gets to the final, uh, they might have home field advantage uh, for the semis and for the finals, which would be which would be crazy, especially over there as they love their soccer that so much. Yeah. So, um, dark horse teams now. Okay. We, we listed all your predictions for the groups. We just said how being at on your home pitch can make a difference. Christian, let's start with you. Who is a team that nobody has overlooked that nobody expects could make a big impact in this tournament? How overlooked are we talking? Like, like really overlooked, like-, like the darkest horse there is out there. Nobody's expecting them to make a splash. All right. So then if we're going to go that direction. Hmm. You know what? Turkey. Turkey. Turkey is my dark horse. It's not a team that no one has said, but it's definitely a team that very, very little people have thought anything of this Turkish team. But I think that it's just a new generation for this team. Like they have such a solid group. They have so many talented players who have have succeeded, especially this season. So I think if if they have the chemistry that they should, I think they can definitely sneak a few few wins. If they make it to the knockout round, they could sneak a few crazy wins. And then who knows? They could be in the semis, you know? Yeah. All it takes is a few sneaky wins. But yeah, that's what I think. That's that's my dark, dark horse team. Dark, dark. Like the team no one expects to make a splash, to get far in the tournament. Get far in the tournament um, between two teams, Austria and Denmark. Mm-hmm. Um, Denmark has shown in the past that they could put win that game if they need to. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think it's a little bit more out there. I think their odds are actually they're not even that terrible considering the other teams. So I'm, I'm gonna go Austria just because you know the things that we, me and Christian said. So, but also they have Limer as well. They put on the same team, mm-hmm. and so that connection is gonna help uh, out their team as well. And they have. Yeah, and they have Alaba too. Like, no one's talking about it, but, like, he is just – he's been one of the best defenders in the world for a long time. The crazy thing is he doesn't even have to play defense. You could stick him at a CDM position and he'd exactly. be a you know? he, he just do everything. He's the best player on their team. Yeah, for sure. Without, without a doubt. And so now it's time for him to go on the international stage and prove to him, yeah, I've done everything I can at Bayern Munich. Now it's time to lead my country into potentially – a stunning victory. Let's just say quarterfinals or something like that. There's a lot of great players in this tournament. A lot oh, of big yeah. names. It's my favorite one. My Luca, favorite prediction. This is your favorite prediction. You suggested it. Top three players to watch out for in this tournament. Top three players. So 
you know, it'd be easy to come on here and just say, okay. Do you want to do an order? Do you want to do best, second best, or just list the top three? I think the players to watch out for, I think the top three players are pretty sensible. I think Mbappe is obviously one of the top players, De Bruyne, all that. But three key players, I think, to watch out for, might be being a little biased, is can Immobile be that guy for Italy? Can he be that number nine? Because we saw how far they went when Mario Balotelli was a striker and in peak form. Everything he touched went in. How did they beat Germany? He was phenomenal. Amazing. And so we have been missing that number nine. Like we're so used to Balotelli, like Totti back in the day, and Zaghi. Luca Toni even was banging in that World Cup in 2006. Like we just need a guy to finish in around the box. And I think Immobile is the key part for the Italians. Uh, going on to another team. This is, this is very interesting because I think they have very, very high expectations. They're in the hardest group. How good is Ronaldo going to be? We know in the past, like, he's one of the best players ever. You can say at Juve, if you actually watch Juventus play, besides looking at his goals, he's not that, and I think, Chris, because you're a Juve fan, you can agree, he's not that impactful like he once was. So how much of an impact is he going to have for Portugal? It's true. Right? Like, I, I don't know. The problem with Ronaldo at this point in his career is that you, all you do is look for him. Yes. Right. You you yes. don't you can't look for other options. It's he's the option. That's the problem with Juventus. All of their money was into him, so the rest of their team wasn't that talented. And you saw, they try to feed him, and if they can't get them the ball, what happens? We don't score. Mm-hmm. That's why when seeing Chiesa this year. Yeah, he's big. And it just showed, like, there's other options that can be good. Like, he's young, 22 years old, and he's doing this, right? I don't know, man. I agree with you. Like, Ronaldo's definitely a player. Like, if it doesn't work out, what happens? They don't score. Well, this is probably his last tournament. Oh, for sure. And this is probably, you know, 2004, there's a great team. This is probably his best team, I think, in the last, what, 16 years? Yeah, no, He's had at the tournament. Like they're loaded with young talent, like Silva, Joel Felix, like all that. Like they've got a really good team. Okay. How impactful is he going to be? That is the main question. And then another guy to look like there, there's so many great players in this tournament. And I think I don't want to, you know, take the easy answer here, but like Poland, we've talked about it. Can Lewandowski just consistently score every time? Like when you're not being played in through balls by Thomas Muller or having that midfield of Goretzka and Kimmich in Bayern Munich or wingers like Sané and Nabry and Komen, will he rise to the occasion for Poland and top Spain? He has done really well internationally. I think he can do it again, but he is getting older also. Came off 40 goals, right? Like, listen, he's just unbelievable. Everything he touch will go in. That's what Italy needs. Like, we had Lewandowski on the Italian team. I think it's pretty much sense. Right yeah. Like they would be, they would be one of the every time. Yeah. That they're looking out for, but it's, it's these main guys that are getting older for me. You need to look back and say, can they lead their team? Because they are only one player. They are forwards, Ronaldo and Lewandowski. This is, might be their last competition, maybe next year for the world cup. And I don't think we're going to see them again. Christian, your top three players to watch out for. Top three players to watch out for. Number one, I'm going to go with Harry Kane. I think mm. if Harry Kane performs to the level he does in the Premier League, it could be scary 
Because he scores, man. He scores a lot of goals. A lot. And he's he's the option that like if he's that striker option that gets the job done. Like a like a Lewandowski, except he's he's in his prime. He's young. He's younger, not young, young, but like he's there, yes. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think if he performs and that England team like it meshes the way it should, I think he can he can easily be the top scorer in this tournament and he can lead England to deep, deep into this tournament. So that's number one. My second player to watch out for is Nicolo Barella. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. I know I'm, a, I'm an Italian talking about an Italian, but, like, listen, this guy. <laughs> he's is, the engine, Chris. He's the engine of the midfield on this team and Inter. And I think in this tournament, if everything pans out the way we hope we, it does as Italians, I think he's going to cement his himself as one of the top midfielders in the world because – he has that potential, and I think on the world stage, now everyone's watching, not just Serie A fans. So if he if he performs as he should, and I, as I think he will, mm-hmm. people are going to be talking about this guy because he he can he's like the he's like the Gattuso, you know. Yeah, he's, he's, he's in a Gattuso who can attack. Gattuso was defensive. He can yeah. do it all, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think he's a huge piece of this Italy team, and I think he's going to make a big difference. So that's my second guy. And then my third, I'm going to go with, uh, what's his name? On, uh, I'm going to go with Depay in other words. Mm-hmm. If Depay plays like he did this season on Leon, that Netherlands team could be another contender like that we're talking about. Like he could be, yeah. he could bring like that, if he brings that attacking force that he does on, on like in, in, the, in, the, uh, in the League One, I think uh, yeah, that team could go far, and I think he can he could end up being a really like a, a really integral part of that team's attacking like scoring goals. He's gonna be scoring goals, assisting goals. He's gonna be doing it all. And now that he's put in that position as like the focal striking piece, because that's what he is now on that team. I think he he's gonna he's gonna thrive. I'm gonna put you guys on the spot now as uh get the timer winding down here. We got the Golden Boot winner. And the winner of the tournament, the whole shebang. Who is going to take this tournament? I know it's very unpredictable, but put it out all on a limb. Who's going to win the golden boot and who is going to win Euro 2021? Luca, let's start with you. The golden boot. The golden boot. Don't want to be biased here. (laughs) I'm going with Lukaku. I just think he's in peak (laughs) form and... We talked about Barella, Erickson, Brozovic. Those are the guys on Inter. Well, now he's got Kevin De Bruyne behind him. Like, this is Anthony and Hazard on this wing. And I think – I'm pretty sure he set the record for, you know, the most goals in, in such a short span in Belgian history. So, he is a monster. He scores goals every time you turn on the TV. So, gold new boot winner for me, Zukaku. And the winner of the tournament – as much as I hate, hate to say this, I don't know why I like this team so much. <laughs> I really think Germany is going to win. I just, there's just something about this team that I see. They're just top to bottom and depth wise, they have the mentality, mentality to do it. And a lot of these Germans play on Bayern Munich, and you saw where the be- they are the best team in the world, arguably. This is the best team, I think. They've just got it all. And there's France, there's Belgium, there's all these other teams. I love the mentality of the Germans. I think they're going to win it. 
Christian? I hate saying that. Like, I hate saying that. <laughs> okay. I hate it. But I have I'm to. Score, I'm going to go. I'm going to agree with Luca. I, that's, that's, that was my, like, yeah. that's what I had. Like, I thought Lukaku for sure. I think if Belgium, if, as long as they stay in the tournament, as long as they don't get kicked out early, like we know they do. Yeah. I think he's going to be put in, in the spot and like in that position where he's just going to score three goals a game. Like, I'm, I know I'm exaggerating, but he just. Well, no, it's, it's very possible. <laughs> he's a scorer, man. He's, yeah, a, he's he a big, big body. He gets those goals. He outmuscles defenders. Like, he's just mm-hmm. so good. And I'm so happy that Inter finally showed how good he was. On yeah. man knew he was taken back, you know? But on Inter, he's been thriving. And I'm so happy to see that it's been happening in the Serie A. The Serie A has yeah, been getting. Exactly. Finally, been getting some some recognition because of these world class players that like we we have, right? Yeah. But whatever. Anyway, yeah, that's I agree with you, Lukaku. I'm gonna think is getting the golden boot. Oh man! <laughs> oh, don't do heart. it. Just don't do it. Don't 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 drink anything. Just don't say the team that I think you want to say. Just go with a random team. No one will be upset with you. I don't know. He gets like this. He doesn't like to put that that don't stuff in the air. You never love to put it in the air. Don't jinx anything, Chris. Please. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Thank you. Okay. France. Okay. France. I thought you said France. they were gonna underperform. <laughs> you told me. Who? Didn't you think they were gonna underperform? We were talking. Oh, I think I thought Portugal. Mm, Portugal. Okay. Well, but France. Okay. It's because I don't want to jinx it, Luca. But you know Good. what? It's gonna win. <laughs> okay, France. 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 I think France, just on paper, is insane. Like they, Man, their backup yeah. team, their backup team can make the semifinals. You know, like they're just that good. It's like Canada and hockey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they just everywhere you look, it's like I, I was reading something on the players they've left out, and I'm like, for yeah, I know. And I'm like, I, I Merrick Laporte had to switch teams because he wasn't being put on the team. <laughs> now he's starting for Spain. Now he's starting on Spain. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. So like that's what that's what I'm saying. Like okay, and, and I think Conte and this peak form that he's in right now is gonna just anchor. Is gonna be oh my me him I, and pa- him and Pogba. Him and Pogba, Pogba just, oh, um, yeah. And no one has talked to vote before. Sorry, quickly before we go. Killian Mbappe is on yeah. that team. Like it's, I don't want to talk about him. It's we all know how good he is. It's unbelievable. I've turned my sister into a Killian Mbappe fan because yeah. the one game she watched this year. He scored a hat trick against Barcelona, and now all of a sudden, she's the biggest fan. He is unbelievable. Giroud is going to score you goals. Always. He's always that typical. You need a goal. Here he comes a bicycle kick score. 50 yards out. Like, it's just, <laughs> just, just scores good. I just think, yeah, that team is so talented. So both, we know of who I hope winners, both of our winners are from the group of death. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'll give my first prediction of the show. Uh, I'll go with wow. you guys on Lukaku. Uh, based, <laughs> I don't know. Based on what you say, I guess he's, he's pretty. I'm not a big soccer watcher, guys. I'm guilty as charged. That's why I'm just hosting the show, asking the questions, asking the tough questions, you know. You're good. You're and, good. Um, and I know I'm Italian. I'm Italian, but I'm also part German. And really? I am. Uh, it, I'm part German. So. Okay. Luca, when you I I was thinking about it, I wanted to say that uh, German Germany is gonna take it. So just from my gut, they've they're they've That's won. They're tied with Spain as with the most uh, Euro wins with three. They've been to the most finals. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I I will watch Italy. I'll cheer for Italy. But 
I'll also be cheering for Germany, and I think they're going to take it. Let's put it out into the atmosphere, boys. Put Germany it in the France. atmosphere. You Germany and go. France. Go. Christian, thank you very much uh, for coming on the show again today. We'll obviously have you on in future shows, football, soccer, baseball. Um, Luca, good job, buddy. I Thanks, know you're man. psyched Appreciate for the show. I know you're psyched for the show. Oh, yeah. And I'm for Friday, man. Yeah. Friday, Italy, Turkey. Be ready. Euro 2021 is going to start. Thank you for tuning in to the L2 Sports Podcast. Christian, Luca Moya, and I'm Lucas Cretelli. Thank you very much, and we'll see you guys next week.